Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. The Free Range Human Show of Choice. I think I said that already, but just in case... Two times, two times. <laughs> Welcome into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios. My friend, my co-host, every now and then, when she is not on assignment, Miss Therese April. Hey, Dark everybody. DarkHorsePressNow.com. I missed you guys for like the last week or however long it's been. It's been a minute. How yeah. you been? Oh, just, you know, plugging along. It's police week, which is like... Like the way Christmas week is for a lot of people. I mean, Christmas week is that to me, too. But every year, I, I have a friend that passed away last year, but every year he used to make fun of me because he's like, it's your time. And, and so I went to a bunch of stuff yesterday. I've got a bunch of stuff scheduled today. Just got to go go hard all week, and then I can relax. Yeah. So my first year here, I I, I really, really jumped into that head first with, the, with help from uh, Jake Wyndham. He helped yeah. me line up a bunch of guests and stuff, and... Got to meet a bunch of really cool people my first year doing this. And last year it snuck up on me. Yep. And then this year it snuck up on me. I did not know it was police week until I was thumbing through uh, Facebook last night and saw somebody had changed their profile photo to the police week picture. I was like, I'm really going to have to mark my calendar and do a Siri. It's May 15th. Yep. And the week of May 15th, whatever. I am definitely going to have to get better at remembering that, you know. It takes a minute, but like, you know, of course, it's one of those things, too, that I have so many. When you're a reporter, you have like all these dates that you remember forever that may have nothing to do at all with your life except for that you covered the story. So for me, um, May 9th is always a reminder because that's the day um, officers LaCory Tate and Benjamin Dean were killed in Hattiesburg. And like that was where it's like I'll hit May 9th and I'll remember that. And if I'm not already thinking ahead that police week is coming, that that's what always reminds me. So I have like a, a week ahead that I'm already thinking about it because of that date in my mind um, from Tate and Dean. Speaking of police week, do we have any update recently with uh, Anthony Fox? Nothing new that I've heard. No. Um, the the thing is, his actual appeal is still out there. the The appeal bond was denied, but the actual appeal is still out there. What I'm hearing. Um, of course, the problem is how slow the judicial system works. And um, even though everyone who knows the details of the case, and let me stress again, everyone who knows the details of the trial and the case um, recognizes that we've got an innocent man here in prison. Um, that said, you know, a large portion of the world is really uninformed on this case. But long story short, um, I think we're, you know, we're going to see the appeal come through at some point, but will it be in time to get him out before he would be out anyway? We don't know. Disgusting. Yeah, it's it's an atrocity. 
You know, I, I've beat this dead horse, and I just think about it all the time. It, this is exactly why I moved out of Jackson in yeah. Harris County. Well, and that's the thing. It's like the other day, of course, I spoke at a um, an event that was hosted by Boondocks Firearms Training Academy. And um, one of the speakers there, of course, was um, there with, uh, what's the Concealed Carry Association of America? Or I can't remember. USCCA. The, USCCA, yeah. United States Concealed Carry Association. And um, so he was talking about the, the benefits of um, of membership. And one of them is that if you kill someone in self-defense and that's even like with your fists or whatever but if it's self-defense you immediately have a lawyer and there is no like cap on how much money they'll spend to defend you yeah and um and to me it's like that would have been something that in a former life i would have been like eh i mean it's just so small of a possibility that you know but now i i think about it because when i have to go into jackson a it's dangerous and b they like to indict good people (laughs) they do so this morning about three o'clock i woke up to go to the bathroom and i stepped on a pile of dog poo in the middle of my bedroom floor oh no there's a point to all this that makes me sad though because i hate that (laughs) i say all that to say this as i like to say so i would so as i had to wake up a little more than i planned on to clean poo off the bottom of my foot and then clean it up off the floor and now the whole bedroom because you know Has something a smell a, yeah because <laughs> it, it doesn't activate till you step on it right <laughs> and then, it, then it's, it's it's like the richter scale right it was a, it was a 10.12 earthquake in there <laughs> um so i'm up and i was like All right, let me thumb through my phone for a second you know just might as well and i see that that local that mississippi crime stoppers page yeah had and i, I shared this to the save jackson page was you mentioned you mentioned Jackson, right? Yeah. So they shared this last night. I shared it. So we'll do four hours. Three o'clock this morning when I shared it. <clears throat> it was like they, sometime around midnight maybe. It says uh, at least two vehicles were shot into while traveling I twenty near Ellis Avenue University Boulevard exit. One female grazed. And then, then it's kind of an update: female shot while traveling I twenty near Ellis. That has come through there twice every day. Yeah. Coming, coming here. And going home, that very same uh, stretch of interstate there. And mm-hmm. I consider that to be the most dangerous stretch of interstate in Jackson. Not so much from gunshots necessarily, but from the fact that the road's all busted to hell. You can't see the lines. Right. The bridges all do these weird video game S curves <laughs> with a lot of with a lot of uh, degree, you know, angles. And it's just terribly designed, mm-hmm. terribly designed. And what feels like could have just been a straight line. Right. Well, you would think, but yeah. I mean, I, I understand, you know, right-of-ways and this, that, and the other, but neither here nor there. Um, That's why. So it's like just that little bit of space that I'm in Jackson from trying to get out here to Florida mm-hmm. to trying to get back across the damn river. Right. Stuff like that can happen. Well, and that's one reason that I'm grateful that I'm in a place now where I can take, like, spillway over to the Natchez Trace and come around like that. But I think the thing is, too— um, Well, I'm about to have to start come summertime because if it's going to close that stretch of interstate to redo, finally. I'm sorry for the extra on your drive, but I think you'll like it better. Uh, me too. Um, but, yeah, so one of the things that people need to be aware of, and actually we're adding a new facet to Dark Horse Press um, called Gangs in the South. 
And what I'm doing is whether it's investigative work or whether it's a news release from the ATF or, you know, different things like that, just making sure to post these stories of gang activity across the South. And that's pretty much going to be like Texas over to Florida, probably up to Tennessee and Kentucky type thing. Um, And part of that is to make people aware that, like, all these things tie together. Like, you can see trends. So, for instance, people getting shot on the interstate. For a long time, the police were calling it road rage. You know, it was road rage, road rage. Well, one day, I remember a guy got shot, and they called it road rage. And uh, a few months later, maybe even a year, I get this email, and he's like, Hey, my name is Thomas. Um, I was the man who was shot in the, quote, road rage incidents that you um, that you described. He said, It wasn't road rage. I was trying to get out of a gang. And so basically what had happened is he's driving. He was actually kind of high ranking in his gang. He's driving along. Um, He owed, I think, another one of the gang members ninety six dollars. And so he he's driving along. He's told him he wants out of the gang. He wants to, you know, clean up his life. And they had two basically two recruits. You know, these guys are not affiliated yet. They're trying to build their chops. So they send these two recruits to go beat him up scare him over $96 over $96 yeah so then what they end up doing is following him and he said like he told me the whole story of seeing them like what are these boys doing in my neighborhood because he's a white guy that lives in a black neighborhood or at the time lived in a black neighborhood in Jackson so he sees these two white boys circling in a truck and he's like this can't be good so when he leaves he notices they're following him in the end they pull up next to him and they they shoot it goes in one of his temples, takes out one eyeball, and uh, badly damages the other. And he runs off the road and all this. And as the paramedics are working on him, he comes to and he's blind. And so, anyway, he ended up dying a year or two ago. And I think it was supposed to be from some of the, the health issues that came from being shot in the head. Um, but long story short, it was like he, during all that, he explained a lot to me, as have now several other people involved in that life, that no, that's that's where you take care of folks on the interstate. interstate. Yeah, I mean, not all the time, obviously, but that that's a good place to do it. Oh yeah, look, it was a couple of years ago, and this is before I started the Save Jackson page, and this is where me and the Find It and Fondren folks had a big falling out. <clears throat> they tried to get me fired from one of the dealerships I was working at that did some advertising with them. There was a there was a shooter up and down fifty five mm-hmm. between the Waterworks Curve and let's just say County Line. There was a rash of cars getting shot going down the interstate. One of them was a family member of mine, a cousin. Uh-huh. I mean, not secondhand information, not thirdhand information. Not I know somebody that knows somebody. My cousin sent me the pictures because uh, she don't even live down here. Yeah. And she was like, what's going on in Jackson? And uh, so I made a post about it. I just asked the question. I said, does Jackson have a, have a serial shooter up and down 55? There's four or five cars inside about two weeks yeah, I remember that it got that. shot. Luckily, nobody died, but there were multiple posts about people getting, and that kind of was one of the things that led to this nexus of Save Jackson starting. You know, but I, I was like, there, there's, a, there's a thirst for stuff that some of the media is not reporting. Right. You know, maybe because it's just the sources and they can't confirm it, they can't quantify it. Right. But the str- there's an old saying, the streets is talking. Oh, yeah. And, and the streets don't lie. Well, and okay, sometimes they do. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> but, but where there's smoke, there's fire. Right. And um but the thing too that for me, um, having done all these gang studies for all these years, you know, I've I've attended for those of you who think I'm just doing it because I'm a racist, 
I'm not a racist, and um, I've gone to classes put on by you know federal agencies, well not federal agencies, but by nationwide people. Well, those are just um, those are just white supremacists. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> and then infrastructural um, supremacy, right? I've done you know stuff at the state fire, or the state police academy, you know, over in uh, at RCTA and Meridian. Like this is something that I take very seriously. And long story short, it's like nobody wants to tell those stories because the gang world is so absolutely um, complicated that it's like a normal person who isn't isn't familiar with it has a hard time grasping all the things that make it what it is. So to report it and just say, you know, this guy was a gang member, that's as far as you're going to get if you get that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's one thing I tried to do, especially at the Clarion Ledger. Um, and I'm bringing it back because it, it's an important issue right now. But long story short, just doing, you know, something that says, you know, this guy was a member of the Simon City Royals. And last year the Royals were involved in, you know, a, a series of bank robberies or whatever the case may be that was made up. But, you know, to show, again, the proliferation, I promise if we could take. Not just gangs, but also the hybrid gangs, the cliques, you know, because they're more dangerous. Oh, the, the little neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're yeah. way more dangerous. And, and that's way more pro- prolific in, in Jackson now yes. than like your vice lords. And they may all have some kind of vice lord or crip connection, you know, right. un, under the umbrella of the family tree. But And I'm just going to make up a neighborhood or not make one up. I'm going to use one as an example. They may or may not have an actual gang in them, but uh, Brookwood, Brook Hollow. Uh <clears throat> What's this one down here on the right? This huge one, um, off forty nine. Uh, anyway, pick a random neighborhood in Jackson, and there may be four different little gangs in that neighborhood. Uh, Queen, the Queen, Sub One, Sub Two. The Queen comes with Queen Boys. Yeah, you know, and and just so on and so forth. There's a lot of these little gangs, and it may not be but six people to just run around carjacking folks and call them and consider themselves a gang. And these are the 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds out here that got multiple kills under their belts, and they're just playing a game. So yeah. Well, and I think the thing that's scary is that— Presidential Hills. Thank yeah, you. that's the one. Okay. That's one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the city. It is. And largest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think that's the part what you're talking about is you know you have these people who react badly when you say you know we we're losing our kids to gangs because they say no no he's just one of the Wood Street boys well the Wood Street boys or you know and and that's an example that Chief Lee Vance used to use and all they're the one time. of the most infamous gangs well, in Jackson <laughs> since the nineties <laughs> right most dangerous right right and so people just say oh no no that's not real they're wannabes. Well, the fact is, and and I'll say this quick because I know we're getting close to a break, but the reason the wannabe gangs, the smaller gangs, yes, a lot of them are tied in because people have gone to prison and they had to affiliate with a national gang in prison. So they come back, they've got the the vice lords or the gangster disciples, Simon City Royals, whoever, but then they're also a part of this neighborhood clique. And the thing is, they don't report to anybody but themselves and their clique. And there used to be, in the 90s when things were so bad, at least there was a code. There's you a know? hierarchy. Yeah, there's a hierarchy. You know, you answer to somebody just like in the military or just like in any other, you know, system based on rank. But in addition, um, there was a code as in like, you don't go after people's mamas. You don't go after people's, you know, wives and babies. You know, that kind of thing. It was it was between the gang members themselves. And you don't shoot at the cops. And you don't shoot at the reporters because those are the ones that are going to bring the heat. That kind of thing. 
Um, now it's just a bunch of kids wanting to show that they can kill or mm-hmm. that they can, you know, sell the best drugs or sell the most drugs, you know. And you can call that what you want when I say it. But I had a legislator say to me yesterday that he said, you know, back when you were reporting all that stuff and everyone wanted to try and say that you were sensationalizing things and trying to alarm the public, he said, you were right. So just remember that. I'm like, oh, I remember it every day. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, oh, we got to take a break. But yeah. it, just uh, in closing, oh, actually, I want to just pick this back up on the other side of the break. But just last week, those four idiots in Canton mm-hmm. all got convicted. Yep. Of going and pulling a gangland style, not a gangland, a a no go zone in a third world country mm-hmm. attack. I mean, just took their assault rifles and shredded a vehicle. Right. And hours earlier, had just filmed a rap video with the same guns and the same clothes and the same cars. And that video was used in court to convict these idiots. Yep. They are what rap music used to be art. Right. You know, it was art imitating life. Now it's life imitating art. Am I saying that right? I mean, yeah, that's a that's a fair assessment because to them it and and that's the thing too. One thing you learn if you watch some of these little rap uh, these little rap videos that they put on YouTube and stuff um is that they're calling each other out. This is the way they communicate. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just very much like what you see the big-time rappers on do. And- yeah, so you see with the big rappers, you know, the national guys that have made it big, they'll they'll start beefs or, you know, continue beef in their, um, in their songs. But in the end, um, a lot of that is staged. Yeah. These kids call each other out. We just got a text here. Uh, Jackson is ranked number four in the nation for vice lord population. Oh yeah. Yep. But let's take a break. Come back. We're going. Let's just ride this out for a minute. This is an interesting conversation here, guys. If you want to chime in, the Guns and Gear text line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. And y'all have been hitting it up, my regulars. We're going to read your text. And uh, Guns and Gear has got a huge sale going on. They've extended their Mother's Day sale, and I, <laughs> I got to quit buying guns. But Hunter, <laughs> I, I swear, I'm, I'm going to tell everybody about it when we get on the other side of the break here. Yeah. Huge, huge opportunity to go get a gun and 500 rounds of ammo for well, for under $200. And a you gun can't beat that. And 500 rounds of ammo for under $200 at Guns and Gear. I'm going to tell you all about it on the other side of the break. Join in the studio this morning with Therese Apel, darkhorsepressnow.com, on the Clay Edwards Show on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios on 103.9 FM WYAB. I told y'all I was going to come back. Oh, yeah, by the way, joined by my good friend and yours, Miss Therese Apel, DarkHorsePressNow.com. Hi, and, everyone. And we uh, we share a sponsor in Guns and Gear. Uh, Hunter's been a big supporter of independent media. Yeah, and, we love Hunter. And uh, we do, indeed. And uh, he has got a special going on. I, when I saw it right before Mother's Day, I was just glad that they close logistically. You get home. <laughs> logistically on Saturdays, it's just really hard for me to leave Brandon by three-ish and get there by five-ish to right. take advantage of this deal. <laughs> but so they, and, and I'd be dang if they didn't extend it. Okay. Um, guns in here right <laughs> now, while, while it lasts. Has got a Rock Island 22 LR bolt action, 10 round mag threaded barrel with 500 rounds of 22 LR ammunition. $229.99 if you're paying with a card. Mm-hmm. And here's the real kicker here if you're paying cash, 
one eighty nine ninety nine. Holy cow! Less than two hundred dollars. How all that? How do you sell them so cheap? Uh, <laughs> remember those car commercials from the nineties? Oh, yeah. yeah. How, how do you sell them so cheap? Uh, so you get a you get a bolt action twenty two, a ten round mag, and five hundred rounds of twenty two ammo. For one eighty nine ninety nine, just just tell them you heard it on the Clay Edwards show. Yeah, that's and that's Horse guns Press. and gear, yeah. and they are um, in Gluckstadt. In Gluckstadt, and like on top of that, like these guys are going to treat you good when you go in there too. This isn't one of those like find your own things. This is like they're there to answer your questions. If they don't know, they'll find out. You know, this is a great comparison. I've I've tried to move away from my Chick Fil A of customer service comparison because. <laughs> Let's just be honest, the more Chick-fil-A's it open, that does get watered down a little. And that's no knock. It is what it is. You know what Guns and Gear reminds me of? What? Revel Ace Hardware. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. They grab Absolutely. a hold of you when you walk in, and it's customer service to the second you leave. Right. And, I mean, but the thing is, if you want to browse, if you're one of those people that's like, no, I'm just looking, that's cool, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're you're in a situation where they are active and friendly and working for you. Yep. So. I mean, I, I mean, because obviously I, I'm not a builder of things. So when I go to somewhere like the hardware store, I, I need some assistance. <laughs> Me too. Like, I mean, pat, anything past a hammer, a Phillips head, and a flathead, I may or may not have a clue what I'm looking at. Right. You know, and uh, but it, and I'm the same way. I tell people all the time, I'm not a gun guy. I'm just a guy that has guns. Right. Right. Uh, Me too. Like yeah. I'm, I'm probably butchering these reads on this stuff, like 22 LR uh, <laughs> threaded barrel. Pew pew. You know? Right. But look, man, check them out, gunsandgearms.com, or just go see them in person uh, right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt, just right out on the other side of Madison there, uh, right next to the all-new Boo Smokehouse uh, Barbecue. So get yep. some bu- barbecue and bullets That's right. while you're there. Tell that them. sounds like Mississippi to me. Amen. Hey, look, uh, lunch today, if you're wondering what's to eat for lunch real quick before we get back into gangland talk. And all the news of the day, <clears throat> we'd like to welcome back the Gathering Restaurant at the Town of Livingston to the show. Their blue plate special today, Tuesday, is hamburger steak, and that includes two sides, cornbread, and a drink. And look, man, they've got uh, they got their midweek menu. Also, you get um, let's see here, you get two entrees for thirty bucks. That includes a choice of one appetizer and two entrees for thirty bucks. Oh, uh, let's see here, the entrees include. Southern Cobb salad, summer salad, LM salad, I'm sure what LM salad is, chicken panne, chicken parmesan, bologna, Highway 22 burger, Dumbo's chicken sandwich. The appetizers include deviled eggs, wings, bone-in or boneless, Korean or buffalo, pimento gratin, pimento gratin, that sounds good, Uh, spinach dip, and then they got some add-ons too, shrimp, chicken, and salmon. So check that out. LivingstonMercantile.com, but they're just right out there on the corner of Highway 463 and Highway 22 in the town of Livingston. Man, look, y'all already know if you're out that way, the Gathering Restaurant is where it's at for a good blue plate lunch. Mm-hmm. So check them out uh, and let them know you heard it here on the Clover Show. We'll be telling you about what's for lunch out there every Tuesday through Friday. And you just kept reading that like my stomach's not growling over here. I know. Look, <laughs> I have not ate Subway. In I oh, your, man. I had a subway in that sounds over, so good right now <laughs> over a year at least, and last night I just I'm staked out and beefed out I'm like I just want something with some real flavor and mm-hmm. I was everywhere from that to getting a buffalo chicken wrap at Burgers and Blues to going down and 
calling Acme and getting a pizza. I was I was all over the place, but I really didn't want to leave downtown Brandon. I turned, the first thing I see was Subway. I was like, Subway works. I go in, the nicest little girl works in there, the one next to Ramey's. Mm-hmm. And I got a chicken rotisserie, a bacon chicken wrap, whatever, the rotisserie style chicken. Yeah. Oh my God, I got extra meat, extra cheese. So I was like, well, I'll just eat, this will be two sandwiches. Yeah. This, no. It was one gluttonous stuffing right. of, of of a meal. <laughs> but when uh, you hadn't had Subway for a while, it's really good. It, it really is. Anyway, so uh, I, I'm not hungry right now, but I can understand how hearing all that would make you yeah, yeah. hungry. Let's check out some text real quick, and okay. we'll jump back into our conversation. Um, Tyler, just clearing up, you know, he's a specialist um, when it comes to uh, – the USCCA stuff. Great. Yeah, sorry, I called it the wrong thing. I'm still learning. I said this, right? USCCA, he said they do have a money limit based on what level of membership you have, but it's a lot, like $500,000 and up. All self-defense insurances, all self-defense insurances are modeled alike. So, you know, it, there is a there is a ceiling, but it's it, it's high. So, I guess there's different packages you can yeah, you can get yeah. too. So, Let's see here. Oh, LM stands for Livingston Mercantile Salad. Ah, good. Okay. okay. I, I'm still not sure what that would have in it, but I like it. Yes. I need more description. Uh, let's go to the actual text line. That was from the other scattered outlets there. This is the Guns and Gear text line. I know uh, some of y'all are talking about the Russia collusion stuff, the Durham probe. And I'm, I may save that for tomorrow when I have Sean in the studio. That's nothing I'd like to argue with him about. Yeah. Um, Hunter says we're going to make you a gun guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Kevin Terry says, Clay, whatever happened to this story? It just went away. Brandon Mann pleads guilty to gratification of lust. Charges, gets 20 years, dark horse press. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the guy pled guilty and went to jail. I, I don't know if there's a whole lot to yeah. continue to talk about. Yeah, I mean, that's so that's the thing. Once somebody goes to jail, there's not a lot of follow ups. Um, now, with obviously with the Anthony Fox story, we have continued to follow up because that is something that's not finished yet. And sure, a guy that's already in prison has appeals and those kind of things. But mostly when justice has been served out, um, it, the way the news cycle works is there's going to be, you know, five more gratification of lust things that come in the next month over that. So it's not that it wasn't important at the time or that it's not important now. It's just there's not a lot left to report. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger says uh, Wood Street Players was always a bad one. Yep. They were. Uh, Myram says, did you see where Texas governor is asking for people to arm up and come help them? No, but <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I'm ready, willing, and able. <laughs> uh, Brooke Hollow has the hollow bo- hollow heads. Uh, yep, and a lot of them have these dumb names that you assume, like, no, that couldn't be, you know, real because it sounds silly. Like the trap babies down in Crystal Springs, okay? And, you know, there is there is a, a thing called trap gang and, um, of course, trap babies, and they all have, like, these branches and stuff like that. But at one point I said something to someone one day. I was like, well, I'm doing a story on these gangs down in Crystal Springs, and I said one of them's called the trap babies, and they're like, that's not even real. And I was like... No, it's very real. Like, it's all the shootings that have gone on have had yeah. trap babies involved. So just because you don't like the way it sounds does not mean these are not in many cases. And I say this because one of our friends who's an investigator had texted 
um, and said, you know, the young ones are the worst. But you've got these little hybrid gangs and these kids don't know the value of human life yet. So it's easy to hand them a gun. And in their mind, it's like the kid that killed Kingston Frazier. Like he actually had said that, I mean, or, or there was evidence to show that he very much just wanted to get his first kill. So he shot a five-year-old in the head, you know, and, and that's that's what we're dealing with. Some of these teenage kids, they don't understand that this isn't just a badge of honor. This is something that, A, is going to destroy lives, but B, is going to destroy your life. And even then, they're, in many cases, being taught that it's okay. You get your chops in prison. You go to prison, you learn. You know, you come back when you're done. If you don't, you've got mad cred because you're in prison for murder. Prison's college. Right. Yeah, um, I yeah, I remember you know, before we became friends, you had posted something about, and we've talked about this before about <laughs> some gangs, like the the the, the, the tra- trap squad versus, I mean, just some other ridiculous. And it's like, there's no way that's real. You're making this up. I think it was me you're talking about. I was like, you're making this up. No, it wasn't you, but yeah, that I remember this happening because I blocked you afterwards. I was <laughs> like, you know what? I don't need that guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I come back. Oh yes. <laughs> But yeah, I was like, that sounds ridiculous. No, no self-respecting vice lord would ever call themselves that. That's right. Uh, they never cease to amaze me. Right. It's the very feminization of gang culture. Right. Well, and the thing is, too, so there's a, a gang called 2MG. Um, and at one point, I had a back and forth with an FBI agent because all my, my folks on the street said that means um, two money gang. Well, this FBI agent and I had traded you know, conversation that was a little less than friendly on some of this stuff. And so he sent word back through somebody like, no, that's the two murder gang. And I'm like, okay, well, one way or the other, like, it doesn't matter. It's probably both because that's the other thing you see, like as these gangs hybridize, as they grow, um, and especially you're seeing this lately, they'll call themselves something different, almost like, I mean, it might be every week. Um, And it's just because they have learned that um, they, they've learned how police investigate. They've learned the the gang rules. You know, as far as we have an enhancement, a gang enhancement in the um, law books that basically like you have to meet this criteria. So they'll do something like switch something up so that it doesn't meet all the criteria, um, you know, or so that you can't say, well, these guys are trap babies because today it's, you know, I don't know, trap daddies i don't know <laughs> i'm yeah. just making that up but yeah, yeah but same, same concept right it's ridiculous let's take a break we'll be right back on the clear we'll show with therese april darkhorsepressnow.com on 1039 wyab Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show live here in the Clay Edwards Show dot com studios with uh, darkhorsepressnow dot com very own <laughs> Therese Apple. I love my I love my dot coms. Com. Hey, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Gracie South Jiu Jitsu and Kickboxing. Uh, Chance just hit me up today. Uh, that is Hoist Gracie Black Belt Chance Shepherd. Said, hey, man, I got some uh, special summer promotions going on. And uh, one of them is kids can train the whole summer for just $1.99. That the, is a great deal. It is. From the last day of school until school starts back. So about three months, uh, kids need something constructive to do for the summer. Here it is. It's a great opportunity to learn, to defend themselves, and learn a better life skill. Also, ladies or, or men, 
Uh, kickboxing is only $25 a month if you sign up for the summer for their uh, Beach Body Summer Program. Come get started melting those pounds away and be bikini ready this summer. Former bodybuilder Chance Shepard can even help with your meal plans. All your friends will uh, will notice the difference and be asking you your secrets. Uh, Chance is a... Uh, I grew up with Chance. Uh-huh. And uh, from the old South Jackson days. <clears throat> he's a hoist Gracie black belt. Yeah. And he's a former, and he was a professional bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. So he's just that guy who's always taken right. his his physical fitness very seriously. So it's very fitting that this, he's doing this this stuff here. And it's legit. I mean, you, you're going to learn from somebody who knows what he's doing. Go try to get a nutritionist for $25 a month. Right. And let me tell you, like, I'm, I'm not sure what their prices are, but it is very hard to find martial arts in the metro area. Um, I would say beneath $85, but I mean, most of it is actually a little more expensive than that. Yeah. So for you to have that for 199 for the whole summer for is just ridiculous. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? And then, like I say, and then the, the kickboxing, $25 a month. And look, yeah. don't be scared to play the system. He said you can take advantage of the meal plans with him. Right. Go try to get a nutritionist to give you meal plans for $25 a month. <laughs> Even if you just go get that and don't take advantage of the kickboxing, it's well worth it. Yep. So uh, a lot of folks out there know know what they're doing, and a lot of them seem to be working at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. they got two great locations to serve you, one in Madison on Ridgecrest Drive and one in Pearl at Fairmont Plaza. You can check them out online at GracieSouth.com. Again, one ninety nine for summer for the whole summer mm-hmm. for kids to train. If you were ever going to try to get your kid involved in jiu-jitsu or kickboxing or self-defense or any of that stuff, this is the time to do it. Man, that is a heck of a deal. That is a great deal. Um, your, kid, your kid could be uh, very – between the time they get out of school to the time they start back, they could be very far along Yeah. after three months of that. And Absolutely. Then, uh, and then, you know, hey, first week's free. First week is free, and then after that, I don't know if that includes if that's included in these boot camps and stuff, but they're traditional classes. Mm-hmm. First week free, and then twenty percent off if you mentioned that you heard it here on the show. Right. So, so win win right there. Let's see here um, on the Guns and Gear text line. We got about three minutes. We ran over a couple segments. I I was yapping about gangs. Sorry about that. Uh, no, touche, <laughs> touche. Said so gangs need to be put into military. On the uh, yeah, you want some real cred, guys? All right, there you go. Yeah. Um, just reading some of the ones that we read during the break here. Anthony says, years ago in Crystal Springs, there was a gang. They called themselves Cash Flow. Yep. You, you said uh, yes to that. Uh, Kevin, oh, we already talked about that one. All right, that's it. We're, no, hold on. It helped if I scrolled up, huh? Uh, <laughs> Unknown Texture says, black and Hispanic gangs run Mississippi prisons. It's racist, white people like you and your call. I'm, I believe this is probably tasty. Probably. Anytime he gets called a racist pretty quick, he's just got another number. Okay. So the blacks and Hispanic gangs run Mississippi prisons. It's racist white people like you and your callers that are afraid to go into jails and prison because your white supremacy doesn't mean anything in Mississippi jails. That's not true. And thus the South. Oh, well, okay, that, hold that. on. Let me rephrase. So he says your white supremacy I, I don't accept that. You take that back. Um, but also, yeah, there are strong white gangs in prison. And what someone who talks like that doesn't understand is that right now gangs, race is less important than money. So you've got the Aryan Brotherhood of Mississippi has actually kind of been shunned by the National Aryan Brotherhood because they work closely with some of the black gangs. And so 
in Mississippi, at least, um, on you know a lot of levels, you have gangs working together and actually kind of like, you know, like it's it's a much different environment than it was when it was all about turf and you know cred and that kind of thing. Now it's about money, one hundred percent almost. So yeah, I mean, you've got your prison gangs that'll take care of each other and they'll take you in, and that's your family. But across the board. And, and I mean, though he's not wrong, like the the black gangs, the vice lords and gangster disciples, and then a white gang, the Simon City Royals, are the three most prolific gangs in Mississippi, and national gangs. Um, I don't think there's anything hybrid that's any bigger than that. But but the point is, yes, those three are going to be your big ones in prison. But you also have Aryan Brotherhood, you have Aryan Nation. Um, you know, we do have, whether you believe it or not, we do have Crips and Bloods in Mississippi. Um, we have Vietnamese gangs. Now, at one point, when everybody was worried about MS-13, there were only six documented MS-13 members in the Mississippi prison system. However, we do have, I believe, Norteños. Um, you know, we have a lot of these different things. And we have a lot of, when you, you know, my, when I did my interdiction series, you have a lot of cartel activity that comes through the state. Um, so the fact is, like, yes, we have in Mississippi, and this is documented, this isn't just me talking, um, we have gangs that are everything from white to black to Asian to Hispanic. There's probably more because there are also known to be things like Russian gangs. I don't think we have that in Mississippi, but I can't be sure. Um, so across the board, yeah, there's a lot of them. But somebody that wants to just throw around racist words, no, I I deny that. Like, I, I stop that in its tracks oh. because, I mean, yes, there's racism involved for some of the gangs. But for the most part, if they can work with somebody and make more money, they will, regardless of color. Well, here's the deal. You know, when the when the population of 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 the prison is overwhelmingly one race, of course, that's going to be the race that runs the prison, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of it's black, white, Hispanic right. or other. So, well, that, and also I know. should should add, we have motorcycle gangs here as well. Yes. So, yep. All right, let's take a break. Come back, close out the first hour with Therese Apel on the Clay Edwards Show, one hundred three point nine FM WYAB. Rules when necessary. Look, we got about a minute and a half for the top of the hour break, so we'll just kind of wind this hour down, and we're going to keep kind of keep rolling on this gang stuff. We, we got a few other things, but this, I find all this wildly interesting. In the next hour. We're going to talk about Rod called in yeah. and uh, made a good point. He said, "You know, the gangster disciples and like the Simon City Royals are 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 sort of the same thing, but different because yeah, they're the same family because they wouldn't let whites into the gangster disciples. So they kind of gave them their own charter or they started their own, however you want to look at it. But a lot of the things are very similar. And uh, so we'll, we'll take a dive into that and uh, hear what all Therese has to say there. And I know a little bit from growing up in South Jackson and you know running around hollering Southside Posse and all is well and we thought we were a gang and stuff. Yeah. We thought we were affiliated. But, I mean, obviously, we, we, we were just kind of playing what we had seen on TV a little right. bit. But there were some real dudes over there doing some really, really bad things just right in par with what the gang members were doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, ain't no doubt about it from the dope to the to the to all the illegal stuff and everything else. I just wouldn't say they were, hash, uh, quote, unquote, affiliated. Right. You know, but same lifestyle, same crimes, same time done if you get caught. That's but, right. Uh, all right, look. We'll be right back here on 103.9 FM WYB with Therese Abel from DarkCoursePressNow.com and myself in the com studios. We've got a whole nother hour to go. See you on the other side.
All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. I'm live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios. Hey, look, if you are listening to this podcast later, on the, or if you're listening to this show as a podcast later, man, hit subscribe wherever you're listening at today. It's much appreciated. We get that subscriber count up, and that is how you can help make us cancel-proof, is uh, subscribe, and you can always get a notification anytime we uh, upload a podcast, whether it's uh, Apple, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, any of them. We're on all of them. Just search Clay Edwards Show. Spent a lot of time and effort putting that stuff together for you guys, clipping it up into clips and everything and trying to get more efficient with that. So testing out some new ways to do it all the time. I think we stumbled across upon a good way yesterday where I can do most of that at, uh, at the dealership without having to stay here till noon every day. That's so a good thing. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, I'm, I'm trying because I think the clips are important. Mm-hmm. but it's very, very time-consuming, and it takes away from the car lot. So I'm trying to yeah. get there as early as I can because I can only leave so much money on the table. Right. You know, i got to sell cars to make money. I don't get a guarantee. I, no, no sell, no pay. And uh, so i got to sell cars, and I'm trying to get there earlier and earlier. So I can get the, like, the whole show, run in there, load it real quick, and be out of here in 15 minutes. Then I email myself the tracks for the whole show. Yeah. And I can go in and section them out and – and break them up and get those posted, you know, sometime sure. by, say, 3 o'clock. Did that yesterday. It gave people something to listen to on the way home in little small increments. Yeah. The numbers were good, close to 2,000 downloads, which is a really, really good day. And uh, I, th- I think that's going to be the way we do this, try to make it make it work. Sure. Uh, this segment is going to be brought to you by Watkins Construction Roofing, your hometown roof repair specialist. Man, look, <clears throat> it's storm season. <laughs> You look at the weather forecast right now on your phone. Pull it out, go to weather or wherever you look, and look at the seven-day forecast. you got a 50% chance of rain every day. And it's going to be like that for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. So you'll find out real quick if your, if your house has got a leak, if your roof has got a leak, and if it does. And it's, but here, see, here's the dangerous part. You may not ever know. Uh, my parents, for instance, my mom sent me a picture of her bedroom the other day. The roof, the uh, the ceiling collapsed in it. Mm-mm. That's n- terrible. You know, and that's from not knowing you had a leak. Mm-hmm. Now this was actually an internal leak from the air conditioner, right? Not from the roof. Same same thing though. Uh, you, you know, water can run down inside a, a spot in your roof and gather and gather and gather until it's too late and your ceiling caves in. Yep. If you think you've had any kind of roof damage, especially if your if your house uh, was in the path of these hailstorms that came through a few weeks ago. Give Watkins Construction and Roofing a call. They'll come out. They're going to do a complimentary roof repair uh, analysis and uh, see if you need some repair or replacement. They'll work with your insurance company. They're going to come. They'll knock it out. They're going to be respectful. They're going to take care of your property. They're not going to leave any trash. They ain't going to be bumpity bump bump bumping any hip hop music, you know, out there and offending you or your neighbor's sensibilities. And uh, you'll never know they were there, except for the fact that your roof is fixed. <laughs> <laughs> that is WatkinsConstructionInc.com, locally owned, locally operated. And I tell you, man, I, I beat this like a dead horse. These guys are always giving back to the community. Every event that I go to, this pro-law enforcement, this, that, and the other, Watkins Construction Roofing is there doing something, cooking, uh, handing out drinks, doing something. And little stuff like that matters to me. And... uh they're good at it. Hey, right now on their Facebook page, you know, they sponsor the dugouts, the rooftop dugouts at um, <clears throat> Brave Stadium at Trustmark Park there. They're the official roofer of the Mississippi Braves. 
If you go to their Facebook page right now, they're giving away. They're having a contest, their first giveaway of the season. You can get four Braves tickets, four Watkins construction tumblers, four Watkins hats, and four Lurk the Leak shirts. All you got to do is go like the page, share the post, and comment below. I'm just kind of reading off the post there. And you'll get a chance to basically win a family four-pack of tickets and a couple cool Watkins construction roofing prizes to go with it. Hey, man, who likes free stuff? I like free stuff. <laughs> I think everybody likes free Everything's stuff. a little better when it's free. Right. So uh, get over there, visit Watkins Construction and Roofing's Facebook page, and check out all their good reviews while you're there. Tris. Yes. Gangland. Yes. All right, so, so some people may not know, and I, I'm, I'm partially ashamed that I do, that the, what, what we would call a crip, Mm-hmm. and a gangster disciple and a Simon City Royal, basically the people that wear blue and black. Right. They are all of the same nation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all folk nation. Yep. Um, they Their major rivals are the people nation. That's going to be your vice right. lords and that kind of thing. Which, uh, well, who, who founded the, the folk? Was that Larry Hoover, I think? Yeah, Larry Hoover, who is originally from that, I mean, from Mississippi. Yeah. Um, so you have um, Larry Hoover on the gangster disciple side on the – the folk nation and then um over on the people nation side and i just had his name in my head and that's the red and black yeah that's, that's, vice lords that's gonna be your that. vice lords and stuff um there's a guy from mississippi that was that too and i had it in my head until i was about to say it um i'm, I'm looking at this thing that i pulled up but yeah so that's going to be your vice lords your black p-stones four corner hustlers um, you talk about the Latin kings, you know, the bloods, that kind of thing. Those are all people nation. And then the folk nation, um, you've got gangster disciples. You've got Simon City Royals. That's a white gang, just for anybody that's curious. Um, you've got, I'm looking at these, just if there's any that are familiar to Mississippi. Of course, the Crips, you've got the Imperial Gangsters. What you see with a lot of these things is that, like, you have gangster disciples, black gangster disciples, black disciples, imperial gangsters. And that is evidence of some of the fragmenting big of the Meech. Huh? Is it Big Meech you forgetting? No, no. Um Oh, I can't believe I can't rem- I mean, I've studied this guy a thousand times. It's just too early in the morning. Um but anyway, I I can see a picture of him in my head. Um but yeah, let me not think about that cuz I'll sit here and do this um thing. But so the thing is, you'll see where the the fragmentation occurs when you look at the names of some of these gangs, you know, because they'll use part of another gang name and then add their own thing on it. One that always kind of amused me is with the Vice Lords. You've got the Vice Lords, the Imperial Vice Lords, the Insane Imperial Vice Lords, or maybe it's Imperial Insane Vice Lords. But so when you look at their hand signs, a lot of them, you know, you've got VL, you've got IVL, you know, that kind of thing. Um but it's just evidence of, again, some of the way these things grow up and grow out. I'm over here throwing some gang signs up. I know. I'm watching you. <laughs> oh, she, she, she's going through IVL. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I remember some of them. Pitchforks down as Vice Lord. Pitchforks up as. Yeah. Well, the pitchforks like, down. All is well. Well is all. One by one. G's must fall. I remember some of these. Yeah. Satanic chants from my Southside Posse days. Well, and, and Southside Posse being, you know people nation Mm -hmm. then what goes on with that is um a lot of the vice lord um gang stuff is built on when they were when it started and you know they were in prison they would have what they called church and that's where they would go have their meetings and so a lot of it is actually based on um on islamic beliefs 
And so you'll hear them say, all is well, all is one. Those are both common phrases for the vice lords and the, the people nation. But they also call themselves almighty. So the, the situation we were talking about earlier where I had tweeted about the, the two gangs fighting, it was trap babies and it was vice lords. And so one guy's up in the other guy's face being like, I'm almighty. I'm vice lord. Like, you don't need to mess with me. And the other one's like, so what? I'm trap. But as soon as he said, I'm almighty, that's what turned my head because there are phrases like that that people that are not familiar with the gang world don't recognize. You know, somebody else might look at it and be like, oh, he's just saying he's a big, you know, bad butt. But really, that is that is a, a call out. That's a dog whistle is mm-hmm. what we would call it now. You know, um, and they're about to start shooting. Right. Right. <laughs> so and of course, that's when my cameraman's on the phone behind the car like Therese thinks she's got a vest on. I was like, oh, I have a vest in the car, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is funny since nobody got hurt. But, you know, thankfully. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it, it is very interesting. And and now, like I said, uh, like Rod had called in, and you know I love I love when Rod calls in. We're actually talking about non political stuff mm-hmm. because Rod's an OG in Jackson, right? And he he's very familiar with this kind of stuff. And so when I talk about a lack of OGs nowadays, I'm talking about a lack of guys like Rod in the community guiding. And I'm not pointing. I'm not saying Rod's not out in the community guiding young folks, right? But there there's this lack of OGs because a lot of them ended up dead in jail, whatever the case may be. And or they're just they're scared to be involved. But growing up, you had guys like Rod that would tell these young bucks, Mm -hmm. hey, man, sit down. Don't bring no heat. You mentioned this earlier. Mm -hmm. And now you've just got like say you've got these little cliques who, man, they really weren't raised by nobody but the streets. 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, 17 year olds are the OGs now. Right. To these 13, 12 and 13 year olds out here trying to come up. And, you know, people that maybe have lived out in the suburbs from a little too long might not realize that you know right and uh it's it's it, it is really really wild what's going on out there and i'm just telling folks it ain't getting any better it ain't gonna get any better well there, there's a culture rot going on yeah in cities like jackson where and then you know you, you look at some of the other problems in in jackson I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to just pick on jackson but it's where we live so it's where it's easier to make my point how many how many cops do you have in Jackson? Not counting Capitol Police, like JPD. Well, I was talking I mean, to somebody 200? last. Yeah, and I was talking to somebody last night that was talking about getting called to something, and there was just him and one other officer in their whole entire precinct. Yeah, so uh, these gangs are taking advantage of that, mm-hmm. of this law, kind of lawlessness. And again, God bless the the, the, the cops that have stayed. No kidding. But and that's why I'm just mind boggled that these people who are fighting HB 1020, like man, do y'all. This is good for everybody. Yeah. Except the criminals. Right. Like, this is good for everybody except the criminals. Why are y'all fighting this? And thank God that the, uh, the judge over threw that lawsuit out. Amen. And it can move forward. You know, and, and, and now we can actually start to literally save Jackson. I mean, crime numbers are down. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I saved an article somewhere the other day. Uh, it may be in my notes here. Uh, I, I don't want to go digging for it during the I'll do it during the break. But crime is down 30%. Yeah. And, uh, you know, or to a four year low or five, seven year low or six year low or something like that mm-hmm. uh, as far as violent crime. So, uh, Capitol Police, I firmly believe what they're doing is making a difference. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and the, the name I was trying to think of, 
and I'm so mad at myself. It was Jeff Fort, and he is the founder of the Black Peastones, which are also People Nation. So not exactly Vice Lords, but and is same he family. also from Mississippi? He's also from Mississippi. I was not aware that they were both from Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi has strong roots in the the major Chicago gangs, yeah. Chicago and Detroit, because of I-55 and the Underground Railroad yes. and the families going back and forth. And right. Well, and and so you've got kids that are getting in trouble in Chicago. So somebody sends them to Mississippi down I-55 because you know when the migration went that way, it went up the Mississippi River, up I-55. So people have up there have family down here. You see it all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, so, it, it, this is going to sound offensive when I say this, but like when somebody black dies, uh, you know, if somebody white dies, our funeral's two or three days. Yeah. And somebody black dies, they could be on ice for two weeks because they're waiting on the families to get down from Chicago and right, Michigan right. or Illinois and Michigan. Right. Well, and so that's where you see, you know, some of these connections, you know, is somebody gets in trouble in Chicago. They send them to live with their grandmother in Mississippi. And I've done a story within the last few years about a kid from Atlanta that's the same way. So it's not just like that. But um, but so then they come here, they get established, and then they start building their own thing or they join up here. So that's why Mississippi actually has a strong, strong connection. And this is through some big wigs, too. Um, to the the national gangs like the Simon City Royals, like the Gangster Disciples, like the Vice Lords. And that's why I believe that those three are our most prolific. The California gangs, the New York gangs, we have smatterings of them, but that pipeline to Chicago, that's, that's going to be why you know, the ones that are so strong here are as strong as they are. Yeah, and you know, now you mentioned the Atlanta thing, and that's an interesting deal because now – the the migration out of Jackson with the within the black culture especially is to the east sure. to Atlanta. I mean, I, I've, I've for twenty years I've called it Black Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's a compliment, not an insult. Um, so you're seeing that migration go that way now. So it would make sense to see a lot of Jackson to Atlanta yes. connections, and it, it started probably started before him. But David Banner was one of the first people I know that. He said it in a song. I'm from Mississippi, but I moved to Atlanta. Yeah, you know, and and you're and they people who want to make it in the music business now, they go to Atlanta. You know, the hip hop music business, right? And uh, it, it, just like Nashville is to country, Atlanta is to hip hop. Absolutely. So, all right, let's take a break real quick. Come back, and uh, we're going to ride this out. We may change the subject. Who knows? It's Tress and Clay live on 103.9 FM on the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. When necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Stonington Farm Beef. Hey, look, they're coming up this Friday. Miss Katie Stonington, get your orders in now for the for the grass fed difference. One hundred percent grass fed, one hundred percent grass finished, hormone free, antibiotic free, steroid free, mRNA free, locally sourced beef right down south of us in Perkinston, Mississippi. I'm, t- I'm telling you, all, I, I, again, I've said beat the dead horse a lot this morning talking mm-hmm. about these ads, but <laughs> but the ground beef is phenomenal. I mean, it's it's all really good, uh, but the, the ground beef and they got it on sale right now too for five ninety nine a pound. That's a dollar off what they normally charge. So take advantage of that. Go to Stonington with two ends farm dot com. Uh, you'll see a you'll see a, a link that says view our cuts or see our cuts. And I have all the different cuts available, everything from ribeye to fillet to neck bone and everything else. They got it all. You can get everything from one steak or one pack of hamburger meat all the way up to a whole cow. Just uh, call Miss Katie. Get your order in. You got to have it all in by Thursday because they'll send you an invoice over with how much you're going to have to pay. 
decide where at locally you're going to meet them, Florence, Brandon, or Ridgeland, and uh, be ready. Yeah. They'll bring it up Friday. You you will not regret it. I see all the same faces and more every time I go to get mine. So I'm not the, you know, and I don't get any kind of discount on mine. I'm, I'm, I pay full price for it. And I've been out there. This will be my third time in a row, a fourth time in a row now to get over there and get beef since they've uh, come on the show here. I Look, mean, it sounds amazing. Again, we're talking about stuff that's making my stomach growl. Yes. Yes. It's good. I, they sell they sell bone broth, too, which is a really, really great source of protein, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and good for you and good to cook with and all that, too. So check all that out. Stoningtonfarm.com. Hey, shout out to an old fellow, man. You know, talking about old gang running arounds and this, that, and the other. I met a guy I sold a truck to Friday. Uh-huh. And, man, we just got to talking and... <clears throat> It was like, man, how have we not crossed paths before? He's in his early 50s, but we just knew all the same people, mm-hmm. made all the same mistakes. Yeah. The whole nine yards. And it, so Rodney, if you're listening, which he was listening a little earlier, I'm just giving a shout out to Rodney because Rodney's another guy who lived that life. Yeah. Kind of some of that white gang affiliated type stuff. He was never like really, really affiliated, but sure. he ran in those same circles. And uh, we're just talking about how he you know, got out of that and very successful uh, remodeling business and stuff now. But <clears throat> There's a lot of good people come out of that kind of deal. I got another text. Yeah. People can change, and I had to remind myself of that a lot. Well, and that's why, to me, like when there were other journalists that would come after me on Twitter and that kind of thing, when they would talk about how I was obviously just trying to stoke up panic and that kind of thing, it's like, no. Like, these people are looking, in many cases, for a family and for love, Mm-hmm. And so you affiliate because these are your friends. These are your brothers. This is a place you can go that is safe. Yep. And then that's when you get sucked in. Like once you're in there because this is my family, then it's like, but what do you give us back? And if you can escape that life, it takes a lot because it's not just about like having to leave a gang and all the scary stuff that goes with that. It's also like this was these were your people. Yeah. And it's why you see a lot of people that go undercover into the gang world. Like, they have major conflicts because, like, this is the lifestyle, but these are not always bad people. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, they're absolutely not, you yeah. know. Uh, Keith texts in on the Guns and Gear text line with a great point here, kind of dovetailing off what we said. It says, so many people act like it's glamorous to be in a gang. No. I had a small taste of that life as a teenager, and I'll tell you, ain't nothing glamorous about a gun barrel making contact with your forehead. Right. It tends to change your outlook on life. 100%. It, it, absolutely. Uh, Rick says, what I called about was I listened, I listened in this morning, so no point in listening to a podcast later, but does it help you out if I subscribe but don't listen? Yeah, and the subscriber counts help. Absolutely. And you may see something, you, may, you, may, you know, we may have hit a topic that you were like, man, I, I need to share that with somebody. Right. And you can go back and you can find that where I clipped it out and you can share that with somebody and all that goes a long way. Uh, Roger says, just an FYI, you're broadcasting loud and clear over here in Louisiana, almost to Delhi. All right. On the radio dial there. So that's good stuff there. Um, let's see here. says, uh, one started IVL, the other started the Gangster Disciples. Uh, talking about Big Meat started the opposite gang of Larry Hoover. Mm-hmm. So that that is correct, too. Yeah. There, there can be multiple right answers to this. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and when you actually Google the founders of these gangs, you're going to find a bunch of people. Larry Hoover is very much, though, recognized as the founder of uh, the Gangster Disciples. Yeah, there are a lot, there are a lot of rap songs about Big Meech and Larry Hoover. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of documentaries about Larry Hoover. Uh, Big Meech, I know um, Rick Ross has a, calls himself Big Meech. And right. Rick Ross, he calls himself a lot of famous uh, people's names. Right. And uh, it's, he's come at conflict with some of them for like, <laughs> Freeway Ricky Ross. And, right. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing the Big Meech thing, I don't know. I, again, I don't want to speak for anybody, but, you know, people tend to, if you're not making, if they're not making any money off you using their likeness, they tend to get offended by this. Right. Well, yeah. and and it's worth mentioning too that, you know, Larry Hoover's been trying to get get out, mm-hmm. and um, several years back he he said that GD no longer stands for Gangster Disciples; it now stands for Growth and Development. So you see in some of these communities groups that are calling themselves Growth and Development, and you know having these different, you know, fundraisers and you know bring backpacks and that kind of thing. Um, and while I will not question the um, veracity of the things some of them are trying to do, um, I do always just say, but remember, remember where they came from. You know, that's the thing. It's like, it's very hard to leave these lives. And, what and a gr- so, what, know, a, what a great recruiting tool. Exactly. You know, uh, I've seen it because I grow, grew up in Jackson and I know who a lot of these gang members are from the right. clubs and this, that, and the other. And you know, generally speaking, they're good people other than the fact that they're drug dealers and you know, potentially killers. Right. But then they're out there doing their uh, school supply things and yeah. putting, on, putting on their putting on their front to be uh, the, the, the community involvement guy. But, you know, now, now you're giving a kid something that a missing parent or whatever. Now you're helping out the single mom. And then you, know, you, you think she's going to have a problem pushing her child over to like, oh, well, they're out here doing good stuff. Right. But they do the bad stuff still, too. Well, a and, lot of times. Yeah. Time. And, and for what it's worth, that actually comes from the founding of gangs, the beginning of gangs, which they were set up to protect their neighborhoods. And that's where you see the turf thing come in. That's, you know, these were men that wanted to protect their neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, the poverty parts or... You know, just generally, you put two groups in the same place, they're going to clash. Yeah, go back you and know? watch the, the Gangs of New York movie. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, the thing is, like, to me, this is all very fascinating on a lot of levels just because of the way it evolved and, and the humanity of it. I mean, it's like we said, you can't call every one of these people a stone-cold bad killer that's going to hell, you know. So um, I, I think that the important part is to remember these are people and there is a reason for these things, but there needs to be a solution instead. Yeah. The, the, the big problem now is these young cats with, with no guidance, with, with no value for human life. Right. That's where the real problems at the, the, the generations of old or the older guys, you know, the, the, the prison culture guys that have come out and, you know, there, there's, there's some law of the land mm-hmm. with this young culture. There is no law of the land. No, and and something else people need to know is how involved gangs are in human trafficking. And now I said that to somebody, I said it to a cop one day who told me I was nuts. But let me tell you something, they are involved. I mean, you see, I was talking to somebody the other day who had a case um, where some tires were being stolen from um, tire places all over the South. And it turned out it went right back to one of the gangs and they were stealing those tires um, either to to put drugs in and, you know, to keep big trucks rolling. Um, and I said, well, yeah, to, to move all those drugs. And he said, or humans. And I was like, yeah, that's right, too. So when you hear about human trafficking, you know, that is a huge money-making source right now. And a lot of that, a majority of that is gang or cartel involved. I want to talk about the human trafficking on the other side of the break here because, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I – 
I, last police, the last time I did the, the, the police, we, we we had some good conversations about this very thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still think a lot of people think that we're calling human, it's a fancy way for covering up for a lot of prostitution. And obviously being human trafficked. And I know that human trafficking is, a, is an issue, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think it's become a catch-all, too. For, I think that is something we probably need to talk about because there's there are answers to what you're saying, um, mm-hmm. and it's not entirely wrong, but it's not entirely right. Let's break it down. So, yeah, All right, we'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by LS Autoplex, located right out there on Highway 471 in Brandon, right uh right. If you're going uh, east on Highway 25, that is uh, Lakeland Drive, you pass Pine Lake Church, take the Highway 471 exit, go north, or take a right, and uh, we're the second dealership right there on the right. You can't miss us. You can shop us online, ellisautoplex.com. Jokingly called it a little truck city because we got a lot of trucks on a little lot, not little <laughs> trucks. Right. There's not little trucks out there. There's are big trucks on a little lot. These are lot. man trucks. They're man trucks. We got F one fifties, F two fifties. Hey, we even got a three seventy Z out there right now for a really nice price. If you want a sports car, um, typically when we get these little three seventy Zs, they last about a day. I posted it on my Facebook Marketplace yesterday. It's on, it's on uh, our website today. Just go check it out, lsautoplex.com. And look, don't forget we buy cars too. That's right. So get your fair market value offer. Bring it by. Hey, look, man, I get a lot of people, y'all email me pictures of them and this, that, and the other. You don't feel like swinging by. I'm just going to tell you, I just, I don't like doing business like that. I think it sets faults. We got to drive it before I put a number on it. I'm just going to be honest with you. Bring yeah. it, you know, make the time to bring it by and let us put a real number on it. You know, it's going to be good for a few days as long as you go put a bunch of miles on it. It's going to be a fair market offer. You're not going to have to deal with the Craigslist crazies and the marketplace maniacs and all the bad checks floating around out there. Yeah, I'm going to try to avoid going down this rabbit hole. People do not take certified checks from somebody on a weekend. Right. I mean, ask yourself this question. How did they magically know they were going to find your car for that exact price on a weekend and get a certified check from their bank? Right. I mean, just just vet it just a little bit. And you won't won't be on Facebook crying, I met these guys in Jackson or somewhere and they got my side by side. And it's going to be a bad certified <laughs> check. Bro. Yeah, so many red flags. Yeah. But I say, I say all that to say this. Bring If you if you got something like that for sale, bring it by Ellis Auto Place. We'll give you a legit number on it. Yeah. I don't know if I need any side-by-sides, but if it's a, if it's a good deal, like, I, I'll take anything. Right. All right. So, Tris. Yes. Let's jump down this human trafficking rabbit hole. Let's do We've it. we got about 20 minutes left on the show. Sure. I say... My gut feeling and based on some people that I personally know that a lot of times it is a self-inflicted addiction, uh, whether it started out as pain pills or whatever. I'm going to use a person that I personally know without saying their name here. Right. <clears throat> I watched her start with pain pills, willingly, not being force-fed by some gang or, mm-hmm. or, or pimp or anybody else. The Lorsets turned into Oxycontins. Oxycontins turned into Dilaudin. Dilaudin turned into melting it and banging it and putting it in a needle. And heroin to now she's a prostitute at all these little rent by the hour crown motels of the world. And she'll get arrested. There's oh I'm being trafficked. Tell me, am I wrong? Am I, is, is this is this the case more times than not? Is human tra- 
I just I understand and I support all these groups that, that go out and they fight the human trafficking. Uh, Jody Dice and his team do a great job. Mm-hmm. Bo Trebitich, all of them do a great job doing what they do. But for example, there's this girl here locally that ended up down in New Orleans recently. There was this whole movement to get her home. She's she's been sucked into something, and she just came flat flat out and said, "I am good. I don't want to come home. Right. I am comfortable doing what I'm doing. I am not being trafficked." Are, are we calling a lot of this trafficking that's really just prostitution and drug use? Um, I There's a fine line there. Um, and I think kind of like we talked about during the break, um, you have a situation where there is substantial proof that people are being taken off the street. You know, they, I mean, you can they don't do it very well around here, but, you know, you see these missing people show up. So you mean uh, the, 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 the string tied to my door handle in the Walmart parking lot is not a sign for human traffickers? <laughs> no, that's not real. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you have that situation, and that's what people tend to envision human trafficking is. Um, you have, and I have seen this. I actually did, um, when I was riding with JPD, um, I had this little series called Behind the Scenes JPD, and there was a, an episode about this girl um, she was a freelance prostitute. And so when they, you know, did the setup and they went in there, um, she just was like, yeah, I do this. And she was 19 years old. And I remember one of the guys that was working for Hines County Sheriff's Department at that time, Nick Brown, he sat her down. And he was like, this is bad. Like, this is bad, bad. You're going to end up dead and, you know, whatever. And then Anthony Fox was just like, this is the dumbest decision you could make. You know, like, please don't do this to yourself. And to her, it was like, no, I'm having fun. I'm making money. Like, this is my life. I don't know where she is now. I don't know any of that. But then. Sex, sex drugs, money all sounds great. I mean, if uh, that's your thing. But, separately. Right. But when one's leading to the other, to the other. It's, uh, you know. Right. But then you have, and, and it's like, I use the example of a young gang member. These in many cases, these women are groomed. Um, you know, they, they start dating somebody who's got a little edge to him. He's a little bit of a bad boy. And this happened to a friend of mine from high school, and I've done stories on her as well, where, like, you've got this boyfriend. You love him. You know, like, you get to where you're comfortable, and then he moves you into his apartment. And then, you know, you're sharing drugs. And then all of a sudden, one day, his buddies come over, and he's like, you're going to need to take care of my buddies if you want to keep staying here. And, and that... Um, you see that happen. My my friend that that happened to, her uh, boyfriend was in a motorcycle gang. She ended up having to travel the country with this motorcycle gang as one of their old ladies. And she, at one point, you know, she had been trafficked a good bit. And then one night, she and a couple of the other girls got in trouble for something with the guys. And he beat her so badly, she had to have, like, multiple staples put in her head. And they left her in I think Kansas City in a hospital and that was uh, during that time she started like she got on Twitter he didn't know she was on Twitter he didn't want her on any of the social medias and there was something I guess the movie that she saw and she was like that's what's happening to me and that's when she realized she was being trafficked so what you run across is sure you've got your freelancers there's some of these girls that you know (laughs) Dwight is my pimp and um, and you know he's freelancing or he's her boyfriend or whatever. But I think you cannot discount the fact that a lot of these women, I would I would give it a, a large percentage, are actually either groomed into it or, you know, stolen into it. Um, so for anybody that says, oh, it's all just a big catch-all, 
No, but I think we attack in many cases the prostitution problem through human trafficking as well because the problems are often the same. It's drugs, it's insecurity, it's homelessness. It's, you know, these things that as a society we need to do better. Um, but in the human trafficking, you know, that is a worldwide industry and it makes more money now than drugs. And that's something that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I just have this way of looking at it where we, we, we say human trafficking, I think, and then you have all these, these urban legends, yeah, like, sure. the, like the shoestring or the, the, the string on the door handle at Walmart, you know, yeah. it's, it's always the Walmart Richland too. Right. Well, and it's, what, it's always that Richland Walmart for some reason <laughs> that people, I mean, you would think that no, no young, no girl under 30 has a chance of parking her car and getting out of there without being thrown in the back of a horse trailer. Right. Well, a lot of weird stuff does happen at the Richland and Walmart, but I think what people, the reason people perpetuate those urban legends is because in the quote human trafficker, we have the boogeyman. And everybody is afraid of the unknown man that's going to steal you and stick you in a van and take you away. You know, we're taught that as a kid. Is the boogeyman under the bed? So there is this place in our brains where we love to go. And we do. We're gluttons for it. Let's go there and be terrified of something we can't see. And so when you throw that stuff out there like that, that's exactly where people go with it. Oh, no, the boogeyman. I mean, it's interesting. And I'm not saying don't pay attention to your surroundings. Oh, no, I'm not either. I mean, because... Because I do think there's bad people out there doing a lot of bad things. I just, as I've been peeling the onion back and paying more attention, Mm -hmm. I I think a lot of it goes back to a lot of these girls are really just, uh, to quote my buddy Sean, playing the hoe game, and and it's come back to bite them. And that's, I mean, you see that, the ones that think they're just going to go do this for a while. Um, But again, I'll use an example of someone that I know who started dating a a, kid that, like I said, had a little edge to him, you know, and her mother was uncomfortable, but like, okay. And then they ended up getting busted for drugs at some point. But basically, it started off, this girl was somebody that nobody had ever noticed before. So she thought this boy meant it when he said he loved her. You know, he, she honestly thought this is the one. And the next thing we know, she's being trafficked out of a motel in, in Jackson. Well, and see, now, I, I see, traffic to me would insinuate that she's being bounced from state to state to state she's being pimped well and that's okay so there's yeah you can argue semantics if you want but to me if you are being made to have sex for money in a situation where you would not be having sex yeah to me if someone is calling that shot it counts as what i consider you know you can and you can call it what you want but it's it's being trafficked it's being controlled it's being forced and yeah, I mean, when you talk about trafficking, bouncing, that's where the term came from, though, yeah. you know, and, when they were I, being taken around. And I, I think that's got, I think it's, you hear human trafficking and you think an 18 wheeler full of people right. being trafficked into human slavery, you know, under the radar from state to state, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Like, I I think it's a mischaracter, mis- mischaracterizing of the misuse of the English language. I don't know yeah. what I'm trying to say here, but they're using the wrong words to describe what's going on. And I think that's a fair and, assessment. It hurts the messaging. Yes, I think that's a very fair assessment because we started throwing that term around when, I mean, sure, prostitution can be as pressing and as important to stop as human trafficking. But, you know, yeah, one invokes this one mental image, the other invokes another. But the whole thing is, you know, if if you are in a situation where you're being forced to do that, 
of your not of your own accord, then to me, it's the same problem. But yeah, the media and some of the law enforcement agencies have just thrown that that phrase at it, because it's it gets your attention better. I guess. Um, I don't disagree with you. I just I feel like like, I think it takes some of the punch out of it. Mm -hmm. When you say human trafficking, it's like it's are they afraid of victim shaming what they say prostitution in my experience yes when i've done stories about prostitution stings i get messages from people that are like you don't know if these girls are being trafficked or not don't call them prostitutes and that's just another part of how we try to we try not to use inflammatory words because somebody might get their feelings hurt but the fact is the two animals are a little different not necessarily it's it's either you're being stolen and shipped from place to place like my friend that I talked about, or it's that, you know, you thought you had a boyfriend and now he's taking money for his buddies to come, you know, do their thing. Hey, I want to sign up before we get out of here. Sure. Uh, Rick just texted in on the Guns of Gear text line. I said, what is y'all's difference or your opinion or what is the difference in a gang versus a cartel? The difference in a gang versus a cartel. And I just got a text, too, from one of our friends. It's an investigator about the description. I mean, the definition of human trafficking. So we'll do that, too. But a cartel. um, Structurally, they're they're similar, um, but a gang is going to be a lot. um, You know, that's a that's a good question because there is a difference, but it's hard to describe. I don't know that I could do it justice, especially with gangs getting into the drug manufacturing into things like cartels have. Right. Well, and what you see, too, is that a lot of times you've got gang members running cartel drugs Mm -hmm. and it's because there's an alliance that's been formed there. I think the the cartel is the top down distributor. Right. Where. Yeah. Almost every time. Yeah. yeah, Across borders and most gangs. I'm just guessing this is my assumption. I could be wrong. Are getting their drugs on a smaller scale. Right. There's one cartel and there could be 10 gangs under that cartel. Right. Versus a gang's not going to have a cartel under it. Well, and in addition, you know, when you've got these drugs going, you know, to Atlanta to, you know, yeah, that's Mexican cartel drugs, but they're being sold locally by gang distributors. Yeah. Let's take a break. Come back, land the plane for the day. We'll be right back with Teresa Apel on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Teresse, yes. thank you for coming in today. First, Anytime. First time in, what, three or four weeks, I think? Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. En- enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, what's funny is uh, today, today's entire show was a rabbit hole. We it was. We didn't even mean to do this. <laughs> I mean, I did two hours worth of show prep yesterday. I guess I, I, got, I got everything ready for me and Sean tomorrow. Sean, be ready. We're going to talk about the Durham trial, the Durham stuff, and you're going to have to apologize if you ever thought uh, Trump was a Russian asset. Uh, so <laughs> one day I want to be here for Sean when Sean's here. Yeah, so, so. That, that that'll be going. Sean York Karan will be here with me tomorrow. Uh, liberal versus conservative for two hours, and uh, I think we got some culture war stuff to finally talk about with this Durham investigation finally being uh, released. Right. But uh, Teresa, the gang stuff is very interesting. The human trafficking stuff may be even more interesting. The you know the the difference between prostitution and human trafficking and. Uh, the use of the English language to soften things up. And, right. Uh, I, I said, you know, same thing as what they've done with, like, the use of domestic terrorists and you said sheepdog and mm-hmm. some other terms that have been taken and bastardized a bit. Right. But, uh, all right, look, coming up next, it's Grow Your Know with Kelly's Green, hosted by myself. I'll be here for another hour with uh, Kelly and Chad from Kelly's Green.
And Therese will be back next week, I hope, if she's yep. not a, if she's not on assignment. Y'all as be long sure as to there's check not out, something blowing up. Check out darkhorsepressnow.com for all of your local news. And uh, she's going to be expanding into the gangland stuff. And I'm really excited about that. Therese, see you next week. All right. We'll see you next week. All right. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Podcast available shortly. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.